Hey, welcome back to the channel. Uh, there's two things I want to talk about today. Five-year fixed rates are at like 6%, right? 594. And when I talk about five-year fixed rates, I'm talking about the uninsured five-year fixed rate. But the insurable bullshit rate is like 5.2%. There is about 80 basis points different difference between a mortgage for someone who is in a house that's less than a million dollars or a person that is buying a house that is less than a million dollars and has less than 20% down. I want to explain the difference between these two rates right now and why this is so important. If an insurance premium is being paid on your deal and it is getting insured, then the rate is lower. Read 5.2, let's say. And the uninsured rates, which are the rates that almost everybody that we're talking to are subjected to, those are like 6% range. And every 5.99, 5.95, 6, like you're going to get the best rate if you call Connect. You're going to get the best rate if you call a good mortgage broker. Let's not get to rates. Everyone's freaking out. Why didn't they come down when the Bank of Canada announced the pause? Why didn't bond yields have the same reaction that we thought they were going to have? When we last paused, we did see that. Here's the thing. The last time the Bank of Canada paused, there was something else going on. Silicon Valley Bank. So because of the banking crisis in the United States, because of that level of instability that we saw for that very short period of time, it got nipped in the bud real quick. That was the main catalyst for the drop in bond yields and the drop in mortgage rates and the spike in real estate prices that we saw. This most recent pause in rates did not see that because it, didn't, it was not accompanied by a banking crisis or the possibility of a banking crisis in the United States. I'm not going to get into explaining the banking crisis. Matt is going to put that, that podcast thing that we did there. People are confused and that confusion is going to lead to more real estate hitting the market. Very likely, very, very likely. And when more real estate hit the, hits the market, it will turn into more of a buyer's market. Read, prices will come down. When are prices going to go back up again? When are buyers coming back to the market? Here's when buyers are going to come back to the market. And here there's an article, Matt. I sent you the article. Maybe you can put that up somewhere. Yep. The most powerful man in Canada has told us when interest rates are going to come down. And nobody was even really listening. There was an article in the Financial Post. I mean, I'm sure it's picked up by everybody by now. The most powerful man in Canada. So the president of RBC, CEO of RBC, uh, David McKay, came out and said, Listen, we are going to have a soft landing, and that soft landing is going to take us to the middle of 2024 when interest rates are coming down. So the middle of 2024, June of 2024, everybody, mark it in your calendars. We are going to start seeing uh, some normalcy come back to interest rates and a little bit of reprieve for Canadian borrowers. The one caveat to that is if too many people mark it on their calendars and hold out until 2024 and kind of keep spending knowing that that's coming, don't do that because it's going to push 2024 June out further, right? You see the knock-on effect of this. If we keep spending at a rate that we believe rates are going to come down at some point very soon, then it pushes out that marker, right? Because it kind of continues to affect consumer confidence which is monitored by the bank, which leads to higher inflation numbers. The other kind of caveat to this, and I mean, this is kind of up Matt's alley, which is more conspiratorial, but it's really not conspiratorial. You have to understand, like countries wage economic wars with each other 
And right now, the United States and Saudi Arabia are involved in an economic war. And Saudi Arabia is pushing up the price of a barrel of oil in order to impact the chances of the Democrats being reelected. And as the price of a barrel of oil goes up, the price of gas goes up, and gas is a key part of the inflationary index. And that could create more inflationary pressure than anybody wants to talk about. And that's why you saw at the G20, was it the G20 with India? That's why you saw Biden shake hands with MBS. You're going to see, I think, you're going to see more normalized relations between Saudi Arabia and the United States. But Saudi Arabia knows they hold a lot of the cards right now. $90 oil, as we do this podcast, is not a great thing for inflation. So maybe David McKay's got an idea for that too. But June of 2024, all things kind of maintaining themselves. We're going to see a drop in, in variable rates. At this point right now, variable rates are like prime minus 50, the uninsured stuff. The insured stuff is always cheaper. But like you'll notice that about us, right? Connect. We're not like leading with this lost leader bullshit rate that nobody ever can get. We're leading with the real rate, like the rate most Canadians are going to get subjected to. That's what we're leading with. But the variable rates looking more and more appetizing right now. Otherwise, you're locking in at like 6% for five years. And we, we really do think that within less than a year, we're going to see some reprieve on those variable rates. The moment that indication of, of lowering variables will come in, then we're going to see fixed rates drop. So I think we are at a, at a pivot point right now, uh, or at least the pause point in central banker talk, which brings me to the only other thing I want to talk about. And this is so bizarre and it kind of pisses me off. I talk about this all the time. When the liberal government first came into power, they got rid of portfolio insurance. Portfolio insurance allowed companies like First National, Merrick's, MCAP, like great, great companies that are called mortgage finance companies that operated in the market to provide a whole bunch of competition and a lot of options for Canadians. Portfolio insurance allowed them to buy insurance on mortgages where the borrower was buying or refinancing or renewing a mortgage on a house that was in excess of a million dollars or when they had more than 20% equity, more than 20% down, more than 20% equity in their home. These would typically be considered the wealthier borrowers, the borrowers that would be more coveted by the Canadian bank. So very surprisingly, the federal government comes into power many years ago, nine years ago now, and abolishes portfolio insurance. You say, you know what? We don't want Canadians to bear the brunt of this portfolio insurance. So we're going to get take it off the table because the Canadian, the Canadian taxpayer is basically funding this portfolio insurance, not funding, but underwriting it, taking the risk for this portfolio insurance, which is, by the way, the least risky part of the CMHC bundle of goods that they offer, right? One could argue that perhaps the 95% insurance premium, like for the guy that's buying a million dollar condo with 5% down, that might be slightly riskier than the guy that's got the $4 million house with a $2 million mortgage on it. But let's leave that aside for a second. They go in and they abolish the portfolio insurance. And they, the press release was that this is for the Canadian taxpayer. Uh, unfortunately, 40% of the taxpayers have mortgages. 37% of Canadians have a mortgage. And if you have a mortgage, you're very likely paying taxes. And anyway, it's probably skewed a little bit more. But who cares? 
those people now, not realizing it, just eliminated all competition on mortgages where the mortgage didn't need the insurance from CMHC or Genworth, which is now called Sagan or Canada Guarantee or whatever, one of these insurers, unless the borrower had less than 20% down. So what happened? That's when we saw this difference in pricing break out into the market, where now you're, we're talking about five-year fixed rates and we're saying, well, if it's insured, you can get a 5.2, but if it's uninsured, you're going to get a six. 80 basis points difference. And do you know how that 80 basis points difference is arrived at? The difference is the banks sat on their hands and said, well, let's see how Merrick's and First National and, and all the mortgage finance companies are going to respond to the pulling of the portfolio insurance because they don't have a balance sheet to fund mortgages with. They don't have a reputation and the assets under administration that the Canadian banks have. They don't have the market capitalization. So they can't issue debt as cheaply as the Canadian banks can. The Canadian banks are just taking a whole bunch of deposits in. Their money costs nothing. So they sat on their hands and they waited to see what it was going to cost the mortgage finance companies to come up with a pricing plan for people who had money and had a lot of equity in their houses. And that's where they settled on. That's how much it costs. That's the difference. Right now, it's 80 basis points. That cost goes up when there's uncertainty in the market. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes 30 basis points. When the market's calm and there's, people are willing to take risk. But right now, it's not. So the price shoots up. That differential is higher. It's 80 basis points right now, which is crazy. And what are the banks doing? Where do you think that 80 basis points is going? In their pockets. It's crazy. So now, the Canadian consumer, even one who's looking to buy a $990,000 condo, get this, this is crazy, $990,000 condo with 20% down is better off putting 19% down and paying the premium to get the lower rate. I'm done. Way to go, liberal government. <laughs>